Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Faux Fiction Audio brings you another case from the spiral-bound and sticky note files of Mickey McKinney, Boy Detective. Mickey McKinney, that mini-mystery man, solves the cases that plague the halls of Maple Ridge Middle School with his trusty partner and friend, Sam Hayes. No pet or project too lost, no cafeteria food too mysterious, no case too small when Mickey McKinney is on the job. The name's McKinney. Mickey McKinney. Churchill once said, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. Oh, sorry, my mistake. That was one of the trick questions on my history test packet. Apparently, George Santayana is the one who said the former. While Churchill is quoted saying, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Regardless, whether you're doomed or condemned, it is clear that any who do not remember their past should expect it to come back at some point and bite them in the fanny. Not unlike the incident last year when George Williams put half a sandwich in his back pocket and his bulldog, Jaws, attempted to retrieve it. <laughs> but back to the story at hand. As far as detecting went, the last week had been mundane, bridging on stagnant. Cafeteria food had been cooked and served, free of mystery lumps and smells. Homework and personal items stayed in their owner's possession. And Sam and I had gone another week without annoying each other to the point where we had considered dissolving our partnership. Oh, it was awful. Don't mistake me, I am aware that into every PI's life a little boredom must fall, but for every day of staring at the door, there should be a day of activity to offset it. Busy days where clients line up for as far as the eye can see with cases far outside the confines of mystery food and missing pets, and solutions to the whodunit that do not end with the janitor did it. So you can imagine my excitement on a certain Thursday afternoon when there was a knock on the dull brown door of my office and a long pair of legs walked in. McKinney and Hayes investigate. Oh, it's you. Oh, what's wrong, McGlum? I don't look like a client to you. You? A client? Isn't it a little ironic for a detective to be asking another detective for help? Call it outsourcing. See, I'm looking for this weird kid in my chemistry class. Little guy, puny even. Makes Tom Thumb look like a giant. <sighs> okay, I know where this is going. Talks weird, dresses weird, always wearing a hat 50 years out of date, but he's pretty smart, so I agreed to be his lab partner this week. This hat is a classic. Wait, a uh, lab partner? Yeah. So I show up to class on time for our science project, and guess who's not there? Go on. You're the detective. I can explain. Can you explain and walk? Come on, McSnail. We're already late. Alright, alright, I'm coming. So, what happened? Lost track of time while daydreaming? What? Why would you think that? I was doing homework and other stuff. Uh-huh. So you worked on our assignment? What assignment? I thought this was a class project. 
I should have chosen someone else, anybody else. Look, just hand me the ingredients and take notes. If you don't touch anything, then maybe we'll live through this. I'm not gonna blow up the lab, probably. You say that, but every time you, test tubes, and burners are in the same room together, something goes wrong. Wait, burners? What does she have to do with this? Well, well, well. Look who finally decided to show up for class. Burners? What are you doing here? And where's the teacher? <clears throat> That's Professor Burners to you, Mr. McKinney. Dr. Carson got a bad bowl of chili and went home early. Principal Morgan wasn't able to find a substitute last minute. <laughs> and, um, uh, since I'm taking advanced science classes at the local college, I was the most qualified to fit in. Seriously? Out of all the teachers in the entire school, a nine-year-old girl was the most qualified to teach the chemistry class? Uh, a nine-year-old girl genius? And I'm not sure I like your attitude, Mr. McKinney. Maybe I should take a few points off your grade. Mickey! What? She's not the real teacher. Oh, then maybe more? Professor, something is wrong with my volcano. It's happening to mine, too. Mine, too. How, how is that possible? Ooh, but we're spilling onto the floor. Ow! It's burning. Oh, yeah. All right, you joker. What's going on here? Oh, my God! What is this? There's smoke everywhere. Everyone, just stay calm. It's just smoke. Let's get the doors and windows open. Okay. Okay, everybody stay calm. Single fire one. All right, Mr. Tubbins, that's enough for one day. Go skedaddle back to class and don't throw any more spitballs, you hear? Yeah, whatever. Well, howdy. You must be my 11 o'clock. Come in, come in, Miss Burns. Just make yourself comfy. And who might you two be? We were present in the chemistry class. Yeah, we're witnesses. Uh, and moral support, uh, sir. All right, then. Let's see here if I have all the pertinent facts in this here file. <clears throat> Jamara Burns, you were substituting for Dr. Carson's chemistry class despite the fact that you have no experience or degree to do so. When the class science experiments began getting out of control, and smoke from one of the experiments set off a fire alarm. Uh, well, uh, uh, yes, sir, that's fairly accurate. And who gave you the authority to substitute for that class? Oh, you did, sir. <coughs> I most certainly did not, young lady. Oh, the idea. Why the board would never approve of such a thing. But, and the me I got a message from you asking me to take over. It was signed and everything. A little unlikely, don't you think? Why would I ask a nine-year-old girl to take over a class when I have more qualified staff members at my disposal? Now, hang on a second. Uh, Principal Morgan, sir. Okay, firstly, your name is Jamara? Deal with it, Fedora boy. Uh, oh, right, right, and Fedora boy. Just just a little hard to wrap my mind off. Mind, sorry, off topic. Look, sir, burners might be young and 
a little nuts sometimes. Hey! But she is the smartest girl in the whole school. She is more than qualified to take over that class despite her age. Well, now, I appreciate the opinion, young man. But more importantly, sir, Berners never makes up stories. If someone gave her a note to sub for the class, you can take it as the absolute truth. That might be true, but Miss Burns still is responsible for the lab equipment that was destroyed when the sprinklers came on. Not to mention the overtime the school has to pay for the janitors to clean it up. Principal Morgan, the class assignment was studying the chemical reactions of a baking soda volcano. There shouldn't have been a huge mess from the experiments, and there definitely shouldn't have been any smoke. Really? Don't you ever read a textbook? Uh, Principal Morgan, sir, do you think it's possible someone else is responsible for this? Oh, highly unlikely. Why would someone want to do a darn fool thing like mess up a chemistry class on purpose? So it's more likely that Berners did it on accident? When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Now I know for a fact, Principal Morgan, that Berners did not make a mistake with a simple science experiment. She is not responsible for this mess. <laughs> you think you're some sort of detective, son? Yes, sir. Mickey McKinney, boy detective at your service. <laughs> oh, now that. Now, if that don't beat all a boy detective... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. But you honestly think this was more than just an accident? I don't think so, sir. I know so. And I'm going to prove Burners here is innocent. <laughs> Tell you what, son. I gotta give the board an update on this here mess tomorrow so we can assess how to fix the problem. You can, uh, <laughs> hunt for clues and whatever else you think will help when you're not in class. But if you fail to give me adequate proof on Friday, you need to step down and let the adults handle things. Are we clear? Crystal, sir. Let's go, guys. A boy detective. What'll they think of next? So, you get all that? Berners is mysteriously recruited into playing teacher, and somehow the class experiments manage to go haywire at the same time. I wish I could say this is the first time something like this has happened. Well, actually it is, but I still think it's too convenient for an accident. Oh, why am I giving the playback? Well, normally Lord Monologue would be doing it, but he's going through a gather the suspects in the library mode. So he put me in charge of narration for the foreseeable future. Which is big for a guy who wears extra small shirts. So, to recap. In order to keep Berner's school record squeaky clean, we had to find out who was behind it in roughly 24 hours. Which, as you can guess, was something of a minor miracle. We had no obvious clues, villainous suspects, or theories to go with, so... For lack of anything better to do, Mickey and I went back to where it all started. The crime scene. Ugh, what a mess. Surprised the janitors haven't gotten around to cleaning this. Berners was teaching the last chemistry class of the day, so it wasn't really a priority for them. I, uh, also called in a few favors to keep it untouched. You know, Mick... You and Burners might fight all the time, but I think you're secretly friends. I don't know what you're talking about. I just don't want to have to find the replacement. Uh, here, take a pair of gloves and these plastic bags. Start collecting samples. Sure thing, McBossy. Anything I should be looking for? You said that there shouldn't have been a reaction of that size from the class experiments. Right, but how do we prove Burners didn't just mess up and give out the wrong ingredients? You were on time today. Yeah, unlike some people. Ignoring that. 
Did the class get the ingredients themselves, or did burners pass them out? Neither. Everything was set up when I got there. Well, judging by the mess, only three experiments in this classroom were tampered with. Let's have burners test our samples to find out what was in them, while we find out the who and the why. I might be able to help with the who. This desk on the right, her name is Bree. Bree Jordan, I think. I see her at the games a lot. Uh, Cheerleader. What about this desk here? Jenny Wilson. I've got her in my math class. She's pretty smart. Doesn't really have a friend group, though. Mostly a loner. A cheerleader and a loner. So far, I'm not seeing a pattern. You think someone in the class was behind this? I don't know, but we have to start somewhere. We don't have a lot of time here. What about this last desk here? I don't know. I've never seen him before. Maybe he's a new student? Describe him. Uh, average-sized guy, brown hair, brown eyes, I think. That's it? Come on, you must have noticed something else. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention. He was just an average-looking guy. Let's get these samples to Burners and ask about our mystery guy. Maybe she knows who he is. Then I want to see if we can talk to Bree and Jenny. If they saw something we can use in our case tomorrow... Don't think we'll have time. Aren't you forgetting something? Huh? Class? Oh, uh, well, maybe I'll get a note from the nurse. I think maybe I got some bad chili, too. <coughs> oh, come on, don't give me that look. We've only got 21 hours left and... Mickey McKinney, boy detective. Careful, kid. That's my line. Hey, Jay Harris, editor and reporter for the Maple Ridge Chronicler. I don't know what that is. School newspaper, McSloth. Try and keep up. Nice to meet you, AJ. We have a school newspaper? Huge fan, by the way. I loved your piece on last week's game. Likewise, Sam. The team's victory wouldn't have been possible without you on offense. That Hail Mary you threw in the last two minutes? Well, I wish I could have done more than scribble the highlights. You know who I am? Of course. Sam Hayes, Army Brett, recent new student, star quarterback, and partner to the school's one and only private detective. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, oh, well, uh, thanks. I'm just doing my thing. Sam, you're drooling. Look, this got a point, Walter Cronkite, or do you randomly walk up to people and give them their life story? Right, yes, of course. I'd be very interested in doing a feature article on you and your partner. Follow you around as you investigate these lab accidents. It happened barely three hours ago. How do you know about that? I have my sources. That's nice. Uh, we're not interested. Mickey! I didn't get into this business to get FaceTime in the paper, AJ. If I wanted press, I'd have put on a helmet and joined the football team like Sam. You? You couldn't survive five minutes. Hey, I'm sure I could last, like, seven minutes without getting hurt. Hear me out. Seems like it'd be a win-win for the both of us. I get an interesting story, and you might get some extra business. Think about it. Mickey McKinney, the man behind the mystery. Spoiler alert, it's just a kid with a sugar obsession. Again, hey! Look, AJ, it's not that we couldn't use more clients, but we're in a bit of a time crunch right now to clear our friend's name. Then let me help you. Come again? Let me help you gather information, and in return, you give me an interview. Sounds like a good deal. I'm not trading a few bits of gossip for a two-minute interview. Five minutes, and I'll be sure to use reliable sources that I can trust. Well? He could help us find our <clears throat> mysterious mister. I'm still not sure this is a good idea. him <clears throat> with candy. Huh? Oh, uh, and I'll uh, throw in a couple gumballs. Well, with an offer like that, how can I refuse? <laughs> Thank you.
Now, class, I see a few of you are accessing your uh, social media pages, but let me remind you that you requested this class period to work on your research assignments in the computer lab. That means that you should be accessing information on your assigned historical time period, not hip-hop music videos. Now, I'm going to give everyone two minutes to return to work, or... Mr. McKinney, that means you too. I'm trying, Missy, but my computer's frozen. It's happening to mine too! Mine too! Alright, alright, everyone quiet down. Please shut your computers down and restart them. Let's see if that fixes everything. It was weird. I mean, every computer in the lab was shortened out. Not just the computer lab, they were having problems in the admin office too. I had to run an errand for my teacher and I could hear Principal Morgan yelling to the IT guy that they needed to get the midterm grades out on time. Apparently that's not going to happen. Think we should help? Nah, let the adults handle it. Besides, we have a bigger crisis on our hands. There you are! Where have you been? History class. You do know this is a school, right? Wise guy! Clock is ticking, Mickey! Tick-tock, tick-tock! We've got 20 hours left! Did you find out what was wrong with the volcanoes? Yeah, uh, hydrogen peroxide, dish soap, and yeast. Some joker must have switched out the ingredients. Makes a fun little concoction called elephant toothpaste. And what about the smoke? Well, elephant toothpaste is a little hot, but there shouldn't have been enough steam to set off the smoke alarm. Uh, hey, uh, give me your shoes! What? Why? Sam, flip them over, would ya? With pleasure. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, Sam, put me down! Aha! Residue's on the bottom of his shoes! I knew it! Okay, okay, you can put him down now. Oh, thank goodness. Whew, he's getting heavy. Was that necessary? Uh, no, but it was more fun. Sam, I'm going to need to look at your shoes now, too. Oh, sure. Here you go. Oh, come on. I could have handed them to you, you know? Oh, what part of more fun do you not understand, McFatty? <sighs> Fine. You got anything yet? Uh, have I? <laughs> I just put it under the microscope. Hmm. Ah, interesting. Looks like sugar molecules, but they've been caramelized. How can you tell? Well, the sugar is brown for one thing. Also, there's no water in these crystals. There's something else in this mix. This could take some time. So we're just supposed to wait? I need to tell you how to do your job now? I'll go bug someone else. <sighs> so, why are we here again? You were two of the people whose experiments got out of control. Yeah, but it's not, like, our fault. I just followed the instructions and poured the stuff in the thing like the direction said. Ladies and gentlemen, the next Nobel Prize winner. Let's focus on the case. Bree, did you notice if your ingredients were different than your lab part? <sighs> Could you not text while I'm talking? Yeah, totes, just in sec. Oh, um, gee, Jen, look at this dress! Ooh, I like that color. Except the theme is seafoam green, not puke green. Lily's obviously gone colorblind. Oh, 
right. Are we even here? Bree and I are getting ready for her party this weekend. It's the social event of the year. So Stephanie wants dates on the guest list for the party too. Tell Stephanie anyone who's anyone is invited, although some people will obviously have to be excluded. All right, that's enough. Hey, give me my phone back. Listen, princess, some of us have more important things on our mind than color-coordinating dresses, so tell us everything you remember during chemistry class, and I won't use your phone for a hockey puck. <gasps> you wouldn't dare. Try me. You might not be smart enough to sabotage your experiment on purpose, but I bet you're stupid enough to cause an explosion on accident. You think I sabotage? Sabba messed up my experiment on purpose? The jury's still out. Though considering you got an F on your last test. Hey, I'll have you know that I am acing Carson's class right now. Jenny's tutoring me. Really? Yeah, because she's my best friend, and that's what best friends do. Check the grades online if you don't believe me. Fine, we'll do that. Go put makeup on your zits. Zits? <laughs> Bree, let me help. I'm sure we can fix it with concealer. Well, that was a complete waste of time. There's no way that Diva is behind all of this. We should probably check her story, though, see if she's telling the truth. You think the Diva thing is an act? You know, to throw us off the scent? Maybe she's been harboring a grudge against Burners for years. Why? Because Burners accidentally ruined her outfit? Face it, Mickey, she has no motive. <sighs> you thinking what I'm thinking? That the culprit is our mysterious third person? Or that you need sugar? Yeah, both. Either. Uh, we're running out of leads. And time. Maybe AJ found something? I mean, if we have nothing else to do. Alright. We can go right now. If you say that we're going to talk to AJ because you secretly like him and want to be his girlfriend. <sighs> Fine. We're going to talk to AJ because you secretly like him and want to be his girlfriend. You, you know that's not what I meant. Mm, keep telling yourself that. Jesse, I need the cartoons on my desk in 10 minutes. Where's that announcement for Parent Week? Abner, you got the pictures for the front page? Sorry to bother you. Actually, I'm really not. Can you wait, Mickey? We got to get this paper finished before the end of the day. You want my interview or not? Fine. Sydney, you're in charge. You have five minutes. How much have you gotten from your sources? You know the chili that sent Dr. Carson home? Sure. School nurse said there was peanut oil in it, and Dark Carson is allergic. Not deathly, but she was covered in hives when she left. Only thing is, cafeteria lady says peanut oil wasn't in the recipe. So, wait, someone made sure Dr. Carson wouldn't be teaching when everything went wrong? And Bernard said Principal Morgan sent her a note to take over. Except he didn't send any note, so someone set her up to substitute. Added a little hydrogen peroxide to the mix, and everyone was supposed to believe she just messed up. Right. Listen, you don't have to be a detective to see that something weird is going on. You don't need to be a reporter, either. Guys, focus. We only have a day and a half to figure this out. Right. Sorry. I'll keep digging. But when this breaks, I want the whole story for the paper. The school board gets it first, AJ, so we can clear burners. Then you. AJ, we need your help. The computers are going nuts again. Seriously? Sorry, guys. I gotta go. Don't worry. I'll keep looking. Uh, wait, AJ. Um... Here's my number. Call if you find something else out. Thanks. I might do that. Mr. McKinney to the principal's office. Mr. McKinney to the principal's office.
constable's office. I'd better go see what he wants. You check with Burners on progress. Copy that. Talk to you later. Do I get your number two? Ow! Sorry! You'd better be. The name's Hayes. Sam Hayes. If I was Mickey, I'd probably have a handy old saying about foreboding, or that the only thing constant in this life is uncertainty. But that's pretty much what we were feeling at the moment as we walked off in different directions. We'd learned a lot in the last couple hours, enough to know that a mysterious someone had cleared the way and set up burners to take the blame for the failure of the class experiments, the destruction of school property, not to mention playing substitute teacher without permission. A mysterious someone who had no motivation that we could see, and who had vanished, leaving no trail we could follow. But when the board met with us tomorrow, we were going to have more than a fistful of facts and some circumstantial evidence. At least, that's what I hoped. Mickey McKinney, Connections in Chemistry, was written and directed by Ruby Fink, with music by Leon Biscara. Faux Family cast includes the voices of Lucas Guerrero as Mickey McKinney, Violet Fink as Sam Hayes, Leanne Labra as Burners, CJ Longhammer as Principal Morgan and Tommy Tubbins, Brandon Sislak as AJ Harris, Ruthie Hansen as Miss Caverly and Bree Jordan, Shayna Hammer as Jenny Wilson, and me, Zach Johnson, as your announcer. This recording, characters, and the situations within are the property of their author and creator, and protected by copyright. So until the next case, Faux Fiction Audio says goodbye. This is Jack Ward, and from everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you all safety and protection during the COVID-19 outbreak. Join us as we listen and imagine, and together we'll make it through this. Please be safe.